The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of the Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. You're listening to Wrestling Night in Canada on the Shining Wizards Network. Here is your host, Mike Mason. This is Mike, and you're listening to Wrestling Night in Canada. As I said two seconds ago, my name is Mike, and uh, I'm hosting this show here. I've got my friend Dustin over here. Say hello. What's up? I've got Mr. Matt Copper over here. Say hello. Hello. And I'm Snowy White. And Snowy White there. (laughs) Hey, hey, man. I'm sure we got lots of uh, crossover from radioactive metal, and since this is a wrestling podcast, I got to do my shtick. Got to do my shtick, yeah. man. Don't worry, I'll, 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 I'll. That's right. That's right. I'll get you trained soon enough, Mike. Don't worry, man. <laughs> it's only episode four. <laughs> We're getting there. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Because I have to kind of remind myself of that because we dropped like two episodes like at once, and that was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's going on? Um, well, I thought you were going to do your shtick there, Snowy. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did. <laughs> I thought you were going to be more. You said shtick. No, no, that's it. My shtick is I'm Snowy White. <laughs> Mike, how much wine have you had? Yeah. Leave me alone. All right, guys. Let's. Uh, Let's get down to a uh, little chat here. Uh, does anybody have anything they want to talk about off the hop? Something uh, something that's uh, new in their lives, maybe non-wrestling related to start it off here quick. Yeah, yeah. Well, first first of all, I want to say that it's so good to hear from you guys with everything that's going on in this world. How is everyone doing on your ends? How are you and yours doing? Well, uh, I'm doing all right. Uh, my fiance Kay and I have been doing a lot of road trips around Manitoba, little small towns and all not right. getting the car except for gas um but yeah you know we're just kind of doing our little adventure things and i've been keeping up with my wine <laughs> as, as we well documented last episode about your we're trying to keep busy but uh can only do so much yeah, yeah, it's kind of at that point. What about what about you guys, Ducky? How is Grandma and Grandpa doing? They're doing all right. right Just on. all right. <laughs> we're all we're all really bored. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's one of the things that I'm kind of like for guys like us. Okay, and we might have mentioned this on the show already, like. We're kind of social butterflies. We're used to being out and about and being part of the scene because that's what, you know, the the concept of Wrestling Night in Canada is four guys from the same music scene, you know, that come together through this love of metal and all that. And we're so used to seeing one another out and about in the scene and all that. And there is no scene right now. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, boredom, uh, the boredom is there. But fortunately... You know. I was watching a uh, video on Facebook earlier of uh, giant mosh pits, and it literally brought a tear to my eye. Oh, no doubt. I miss it so much, man. <laughs> no doubt. 
No doubt, no doubt. But there is um, a lot going on in the world of pro wrestling, a lot of the weird stuff going on, and a lot of stuff that's kind of going on at us. So, as as Mr. Mason no, no, said... Wait, wait, wait. Nobody's going to ask me how I'm doing? I'm getting there. <laughs> I keep getting there. <laughs> <Joey. laughs> <laughs> are you... Are, <laughs> Well, Mr. Matt, are you all in one piece over there? Yeah, I'm good. I'm going to move on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Okay. So, um, move things along here a bit. Um, we've got a couple topics we want to hit on for sure. Um, and uh, what we're doing tonight is uh, everybody's got their own little topic, and then we've got a main one at the end that we're going to all uh, weigh in on. And... Uh, so what we're going to start with here is uh, Mr. Matt Copper. He wants to uh, talk about a certain uh, wrestling uh, league, whatever you want to call it, bringing back a title. Go ahead there, Matt. Yeah, well, as uh, if any of you uh, tuned into Impact's uh, latest, uh, latest pay-per-view, you'll know that they actually kind of uh, circumvented their world title situation with Tessa Blanchard not being able to be there as she is the 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 brand's current world heavyweight champion. Sorry, so what they did was, is they brought back, uh, like for those who don't know, impact wrestling used to be called TNA, which does not stand for what you think it stands for. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to explain that to non wrestling fans over the years, which oh, just, cause they, they look at you like, especially the women, they look at you like, and what does that mean? Uh, total nonstop action. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Still sounds suggestive, but a little less. Mm. They do but it anyway. I suppose. Yeah. So anyway, uh, <laughs> the World Heavyweight Title match that was scheduled for the pay per view did not go ahead as planned. Obviously. So what they did was is they brought back the old TNA World Heavyweight Championship, kind of as like a, uh, what would you call it? Like a. Like a Wait, inter- <laughs> an, an, an interim title, I guess. Like in, in, yeah, that's the word. Yeah, like, yeah, like in, um, in in boxing or uh, at M- MMA, when a champion for whatever reason you know is out of action, they'll they'll have the interim champion to defend this quasi title in the meantime. Mm-hmm. Kind of what uh, NXT is doing with the cruiserweight title right now. But anyway, that's a whole other topic. Yeah. yeah, they they brought back the TNA World Heavyweight Championship, which uh, I think is a genius way to kind of get around this whole thing, being that Tessa Blanchard is unable to be there. Okay, hold on. Uh, why, yeah, why can't Tessa Blanchard be there? Because uh, she's in Mexico and she can't get into the U.S. Oh, damn. Yeah. I got yep. you. I got you. <laughs> the pandemic has uh, put a halt on many things, and mm-hmm. yeah, they, yeah they especially travel. Footage, yeah, they taped a lot of footage uh, over the for many 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 weeks of uh, of shows, and obviously there's she's not going to be there for quite some time. So yeah, to get around it, they brought back the old heavyweight title, which kind of reminded me a little bit of uh, uh, the old brand extension that WWE did in like the early two thousands when. Uh, the the world champion or the WWE champion was supposed to be on both shows, but then Lesnar was like, nah, I'm going to SmackDown exclusively. And then they brought back the big gold belt to Raw. <laughs> That's my favorite belt. Big yeah. gold. Yeah, it's such a it's a nice one. Which that's the when you say the big gold one, that's the old 
WCW. Flair, w, yeah, okay, okay, yeah, I, 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 I kind of thought so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. When when they announced this with um, with Moose bringing in the TNA title, and I thought, okay, this is a good move. Yes, they're this is the way they're working it around this, but they're not actually thinking like, well, the WWF has the Universal title and the WWE title. Let let's us have two world two legit titles. I'm like, no, I hope that's not what they're doing. No, they're. They're bringing back the TNA world title just kind of as a placeholder for the time being. And then when when Blanchard comes back, once all this blows over, uh, they're more than likely going to be having a TNA world champion versus Impact world champion uh, undisputed champion match. Right, right. <laughs> uh, I certainly hope every time they bring it up, okay, as they're building to this title, I hope at least Matthews or Cyrus goes, and I'm doing the air quotes, the undisputed champion because like Tessa Blanchard is the undisputed champion but I know exactly what what they're where they're going with that and it's a good idea it's really good booking yeah, yeah it's also kind of a, a nice little touch because they were they were supposed to do that TNA homecoming show where which was okay. supposed to be back at the old impact zone in uh Orlando I believe and uh yeah they weren't able to do that because of the pandemic so Again, it's a nice little uh, nostalgic touch. Yeah. Bringing back the very same world title that uh, AJ Styles drove off with all those years ago. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, man. That's it. Took his ball and went home. Yep. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's probably not going to be the last time someone does that. What's the verdict oh. there? We all like the... Uh, them bringing the title back for now? Uh, yeah, as long as they don't try to convince us that this is a title. Like, as long as it's like Moose knows and they're playing it like, okay, this isn't a real title. Moose is just being Moose about it. You know? like, well, like I, know, I think the, the whole thing is that Moose thinks he's the world champion. But, mm-hmm. like, everyone else is going to be like, it's like, it's like, you got to know that he's not the real champion. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. That, that if this, as long as they play it like that, you know, then yeah, and, act like and, the crazy yeah. person. And then from there, if a match with Blanchard does happen and Moose goes over, I'm good with that because as much as I love Tessa Blanchard and all that, she doesn't have she doesn't have to have an extended run with this. They did what they wanted, putting the world title on her. It's worked great. Move on because if she's champion for too long, then you have these big badass guys, you know, that in all likelihood, you know, would squash her in 10 seconds. You know, like just there, you, you can't have these guys losing constantly to her. No, so it's just about time to switch it. Look at you, you have to look at it like, um, if you're looking at it for pure size, look at Rey Mysterio. Yeah, that's true. But he was always booked to look Yeah, yeah, but like, all of the biggest of the big guys, and he's nothing. Like, I could squash that guy. Could you? I'd like to see uh, it. I, would, I, I wouldn't be pulling my punches, so I think I'd have an advantage at least. <laughs> okay, someone's been into their wine cellar. A little, <laughs> little bit. 
<laughs> all right. <laughs> I think we all like the bell coming back. Um, so to move on a little bit here, uh, Mr. Snowy, why don't you have uh, you come up next? You've got uh, two things you'd like to talk about, eh? Yeah, yeah. First of all, Ring of Honor made a big, big announcement. Um, courtesy, I saw it courtesy of the Ringside News site. We all shared it. Um, where they announced that they won't be back for a long time. Okay. And when I saw that, I'm like, oh my God, like, this is not good. And you you know how wrestling fans are, you know, like you, you, you put out a, a headline like that instantly. Everyone's going to be ringing the death bell on, on ring of honor. Oh no, they're dead. They're never coming back and all that because you know, TNA died 10 times according to wrestling marks over the years and all that. Now, so I'm like, okay, let me check this article out before I go into a panic and all that because I still love Ring of Honor and all that. Their idea of a long time was July. (laughs) Holy shit, okay. Um, uh, I think Snowy and Ring of Honor have two different ideas of what a long time is <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like, like that's that's not so bad maybe it just it gives uh their their guys time you know to recharge the batteries take take take, take a break who's who's got some <laughs> nagging in, injuries who could take the time off you know to work on their marriage that the pro wrestling world has been destroying the last couple of years and all that like Maybe this is a blessing in disguise for Ring of Honor for a physical point. Now, for another way, though, I'm also thinking this is a good opportunity for Sinclair Broadcasting to do a little bit of um, promotion and a little bit of PR. Use this time to really push the fact that Ring of Honor has had AJ Styles, Brian Danielson, Samoa Joe, you know, their roster, you know, their their alumni is jammed, packed, full of all-stars. And now oh, yeah. use your use your national syndication, which Sinclair has, and really pound the really pound, take the opportunity now to really pound this home. You know, that Ring of Honor has top stars they're not they're not there now but hey you, you got to tune in to ring of honor every week to see who's going to be the next aj styles because he's coming out of ring of honor for sure the issue i see with that is like when they were there sure they were huge there but to the casual wrestling fan like i'm not like a i'm not a diehard insane old wrestling fan i keep i pay attention to wwe and aew basically right mm-hmm. so these people that you say, you know, oh, AJ Styles came from here and this and this. They didn't become superstars until they're in WWE, to me. No, no, that's true. That's true. But if they, if Sinclair Broadcasting can put a little stroke behind their programming, get the word out to average WWF fan, and there's getting, there's fewer, fewer and fewer of them every year. Okay. If they can get the word out, like this is nothing but, this is nothing but good publicity for them. And I think this is a good opportunity to use it. I agree with you. I mean, I, I get what you're saying, but um, they would have to, they would have to word it right. I think. Oh, of course, of course, you know, yeah, for sure. For sure. Do you still have a TV deal. They do. They, yeah, they're, 
Um, I, I, th- I think right now they're just doing past, they're doing clip shows basically right now. I think, I think they have a TV deal on uh, Fight Network. If I'm okay. not mistaken. Because um, I know they, they used to, yeah, uh, television used to be on Fox as of a couple of years ago, but now that, now that SmackDown's on Fox, I'm really Every time before SmackDown starts, there's a commercial for Ring of Honor. Oh, is there? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, see, they're they're in syndication through Sinclair Broadcasting. Exactly what that means in the U.S., I don't know. I just know. Yeah, they're on. They're on tonight, actually, uh, as on the Fight Network, as okay. as we speak. I yeah. normally watch it off of like I have the fight. I I have the ROH app on my Roku TV, so I catch it after the fact. That's cool. All right. And all that, and all that, yeah, yeah. So, um, let's. My point through all this is uh, let's let's use our time wisely, guys, and let's don't be ringing the ROH death 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 bell just yet. Which wrestling fans that. really love um, to do? I'm going to hop over to Dustin. I'll go back to you. Okay. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Mister Dustin, what uh, what do you want to flap your gums on, my friend? Uh, that with. Other wrestling promotions, I guess, every wrestling promotion in the world that's getting hit with this pandemic crap right now, it's in Japan. They've been starting to do death matches with no crowds, which is cool. Because Combat Zone Wrestling, they have this thing, they used to have this, I think they still do it, called Dojo Wars, where they only have like maybe 100 people come watch a little show, but before they would do it, they do it to no people and they would have death matches, but it's weird seeing it now than like 10 years ago when they did it. Yeah. Like I can imagine like watching a death match with no crowd just looks like attempted murder. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. But okay. Okay. I, I understand. Okay. AEW and WWE still putting on these shows because you know it's 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 a, it's a television property how much of a television property are are these renegade promotions like 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 combat zone isn't how how are they and you know me that it's not all about the cheddar and all that but how is how is combat zone making any money off of empty arena matches uh they're doing shows still in like a really really small building and they're streaming it on i think they're streaming it on twitch oh okay or like fight the fight tv app and then you can and then they charge for them so they can pay their guys which is good oh yeah oh okay so they kind of have they they have some business plan in yeah in mind because i think everyone has to kind of alter what they do you know, for probably till the end of this summer. Well, good. I'm glad the boys are getting a payday at least. Getting them to the pay and window. That's a very bad duck the road. That's a very good point. It's uh, so long as everybody's getting paid, like as long as they can pay their wrestlers with this. Um, but uh, yeah, this pandemic's fucking with everything everything yeah. like we were talking before about uh, us missing shows and uh 
people not being able to go see these uh, low end or not, I shouldn't say low end, but the 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 lower tier wrestling uh, events and uh, all sorts of stuff like that, man. It's it's debilitating a lot of stuff. Yeah, I want to go to Devil's Fun Club again and watch Kenny Omega wrestle two guys I've never heard of. <laughs> oh yeah, we talked about how I'm at the, the, the very beginning of that yet. Sorry. Have we talked about how I'm in the uh, footage from uh, the TSN uh, 100 or whatever for uh, Kenny Omega? Yeah, yeah. I think we there's a screen cap of it on Facebook, I think. Yeah. Oh, I've been sent that picture 400 times. It's hilarious. No, <laughs> oh, no I, did, I didn't know about this. And I, I watched that Kenny Omega doc that, that you're I'm talking really about. Thing. When he's walking out, it's me with my phone and a party hat, and I am loser pissed. I am so drunk at that show. <laughs> in your defense it was Kenny Omega's birthday so let's yeah. no, we let loose we let loose okay fair enough you were celebrating right on yep. it was good alrighty um, so we touched on uh, Dustin's no crowds were you uh, finish your point there Dustin we, we trail off we like to chit chat if you haven't noticed yeah pretty much it's just weird watching wrestling shows from all over with nobody there it is. You know what? I actually have a point to say on here. Um, I want to say that the wrestling on Raw and SmackDown has been fantastic. And NXT and right. AEW. All of the wrestling has been great with the no crowds rate late like recently. Have you guys noticed that like the, the quality of the matches I feel has just been turned up somehow? Yep. Did they I get the know. fucking memo finally? <laughs> well <laughs> even, even though last night the Raw was the most like Underwatched Raw of all time, apparently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, rating ever. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely. Uh, we're definitely not in the golden age of wrestling right now. Like, no. When when WCW Thunder, okay, those last couple years when WCW was on its way out, they do like twice as much as Raw is doing right now. Like mm-hmm. when you put it when you put it in that kind of perspective, we have to give our heads a shake. It's like, why are we doing a wrestling podcast now? There are no wrestling fans anymore, or at least not <laughs> not not not, well, not the way they once were. Like, when the crowds come back, it'll peak for like five six months, and then we'll just be like, eh. <laughs> well, you, that, you might have been, that might be a good point. That might be a good point because. You know, if we are kind of in a down period, maybe people are like, well, there's not there's nothing really going on. But then once the crowds do start coming back and all that, maybe that'll, you know, monkey see, monkey do and re- reignite some interest, at least, you know, a bit. I hope well, I, I I'm hurting. I really yeah. can't. See it. I think uh, once everything opens up, everybody's going to realize how much they miss going to stuff. So I think uh, everything's going to blow up. I think sporting events, like concerts, people are going to be spending their money on going out again. I hope. I hope. I hope so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like I, I'm, I'm really looking. Like my, I'm anticipating that those first few episodes of Raw, SmackDown, and Dynamite, and NXT, the uh, the crowds are just going to be like white hot, like Attitude Era hot. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Raw has to go to um, Madison Square Garden. Oh yeah, I think that would that's that's their best bet, just to blow it up, go home. You know, 
<clears throat> started off where everything started off. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, advi- it's advisable. Yeah. Yeah. Alrighty, so we, we we hit the no crowds and uh, we hit it twice or three times. I think it's a dead <laughs> one for now. I'm sure we'll hit it again next uh, next episode. Yep. Um, Snowy, do you want to go next or you want me to go next? On the yeah, I got I got kind of got something here that's it's 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 it is kind of gnawing at me and all that because I really think it's a missed opportunity. Because I've been following the NWA ever since Billy Boy brought it back, and the shows, and you know, like the power has been amazing. Just I just I'm loving, you know, the the old school studio wrestling and all that. It's been fantastic. One of the things that I was really digging was Camille not talking. Okay, they were really building that well. Like they had, you know, if you're following the show every week. They teased it, and they teased it, and they teased it, and they're like, I'm at the point where I am, once again, I'm 14 years old, getting sucked (laughs) right into it. I can't wait till, you know, to hear what Camille finally has to say, and then this thing hits, okay, fine, and then they go and drop the ball with the whole thing by doing this little YouTube, 15-minute YouTube documentary where Camille finally speaks. And I'm like, okay, you're basically doing your little bio biography and all that, but what a wasted, wasted opportunity, a booking opportunity this was. Like, I don't know if you guys saw the documentary or anything, but it's like, really? This is how, you know, you're going to play out this whole angle? Can you paraphrase uh, kind of what she said in the than that that video you're talking on there well basically she's kind of explained as to why she's this badass and why she doesn't feel the need to talk you know like although as as she and she healed it up great okay because she because humor in the the fact that she told you that she doesn't feel the need to talk (laughs) (laughs) well yeah that's that's what it is she said you know like they as they were as they were building it up, you know, all throughout power, all all throughout all, all these episodes, and they taught they totally wasted it when she did finally, she did finally say she did finally speak. She was talking about why, why she, why she's the way she is. That she went on to put herself over about how what a badass athlete she was, and she wasn't able to compete. She had to be moved up to play with the boys in various different sports because she was too good for the girls and all that. Just getting this total heel heat. It was absolutely fantastic. The documentary was great. But what was kind of bugging me was like, okay, it's it's wasted. It's They didn't use it on power. And it's this whole thing is just th- thrown away on this YouTube documentary that does anybody really care? You know, I mean, I guess we'll have to see how that one rolls out, but uh, yeah, I can definitely see where you're coming from on that. Yeah, yeah. Now, I was kind of putting on, you know, I was playing armchair booker with this whole thing, and I was like, okay, what what they really should have done is waited for all this to blow over, and then when it does, this is a good time, you know, to keep that going and just 
at some point, like you have to turn or whatever you're going to do with her at some point, you know, all this is about to do something dastardly, something that she doesn't agree with or something or someone, someone is going to do something to make her finally scream, you know, on power. No. Okay. And now everyone reacts to it. Like, holy shit. Holy shit. Camille speaks. Then she walks off now for the next, you know, couple episodes it's like why did why why what is she objecting to what's going through camille's head what's going through camille's head and then finally as you're approaching the next pay-per-view you have her go off for whatever what whatever the angle is and not just talking but basically yelling the whole promo just going ballistic you know about for what it, for for whatever it is because now here is this girl. She wouldn't talk at all, but now everything she's saying has just made such an impact. And it's like, holy shit. Because the idea of the promo is to talk someone into the building. You know, oh, you, yeah. you if you if you if you play this right, trust me, I think I think Camille could could talk people into pressing that order pay-per-view button. You know. So I think it was a wasted opportunity and they should take that video off of off of YouTube and take Snowy's advice. Well, um, now. I'm thinking uh, Billy Pumpkins has uh, has his plans. Hopefully. Well, I, I imagine so. I imagine so. I hope I hope they're just not hitting, you know, re the reset button. Because look, look how that, how well that worked for the WWE or, or, or WCW 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah. it didn't. <laughs> well, right on. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm hoping that, uh, like I said, Billy Pumpkins got his plans uh, <laughs> laid out and figured out there. Pumpkins. Billy Pumpkins, let's do it. Billy Pumpkins. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what he's called from now on on this show. Yeah. Billy Pumpkins. All right. I love that Billy Corgan's got his uh, his wrestling uh, crew going now. It's fantastic. Apparently, um, he's uh, he's actually he's not just a money mark. Apparently, he's like he tried buying TNA at one time. Yeah, no, Dixie, so he's Dixie yeah, Carter, didn't you? Sorry, I think yeah, he, he did try buying TNA like a while back, and then Dixie Carter fucked over, didn't she? Yeah, there was some yep. shenanigans going on there that he wasn't very happy about. Huh. He was on—I I remember him being on a couple episodes of ECW back, like back before they folded. Hmm. That's all. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, he's he's a fan. Remember that? No. Alrighty. Um, so yeah, Camille has spoken. That's a great topic. I enjoyed that one. Um, my topic here is uh, Charlotte McMahon, or Charlotte McMahon. What the Charlotte hell? Charlotte McMahon. Oh, <laughs> boys, the basement booze works. Charlotte Flair, the other wrestling family. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Charlotte She's the uh, NXT champion, and she's uh, do doing double duty on uh, NXT and Raw. Um, I think uh, Charlotte McMahon is just out there proving once again that she's the hardest. <laughs> Charlotte McMahon. I'm rolling with it. Let's do it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Charlotte Flair is uh, is pulling double duty and uh, proving that she's the hardest uh, 
hardest worker in uh, WWE once again. That's my view. Uh, on. Which which is not really surprising. Like when they announced, okay, like when they when she started to when she when they announced she was going to compete for the NXT title, and then she won it at WrestleMania and all that, and it's like, okay, um, it she has to think she has to like she has to think that this this is a demotion like for her i'm not saying for us as fans going to nxt is a demotion but for her who was you know has main evented wrestlemania and is on raw every week main eventing raw and all that to go to the third brand she has to think of that as being a demotion i disagree I think she did everything she could. She when she started out, she did everything she could in NXT, right? She won the, uh-huh. the this, that, and the other thing. When she came up, she did everything in SmackDown and everything in Raw that you can. She's won both titles multiple times. Why right. not go back? Prove because it, it, still it the best, right? because it's a, it's a step down because Raw is still the big show, and she's. She's one of the main players. Like, okay, she's still awesome, like, it, yeah, like she's still on the main show and all that. But at the time, yeah. I I didn't know she was going to be doing double duty and all that. No one really did. Yeah. Okay. So I'm not saying that this is how I feel or fans feel, but I'm I wouldn't bet the rent against Charlotte saying, "Well, I don't like this. I don't like being demoted." But then, as it turned out. She's not. This is why she's doing double. This is why I'm thinking why she's doing double duty on both shows because she's flexing her stroke, saying, No, I don't want to be just on NXT. I still want to be on the big show. Putting the title on her is a great promotional idea because they're in the middle of the war with AEW and all that. So that's definitely going to get some more interest on NXT on Wednesdays. If She's there every week. If she's not there every week, then it's it's wasted. I'm sure it was well known that she would be on both shows. <laughs> um, well, I, I doubt she would have. Uh, I doubt she would have done it if if that wasn't part of it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. She still she still has to be with her man Andrade on Raw. So yeah. Which, okay, which I was kind of okay. You go. You understand the concept of wife and work spouse, work wife. Yeah. Right. Every, like I, I've been happily married for thirty years, but I have a work spouse myself in my money job. Okay. Now, you got to think though. Like when you put Charlotte Flair and Selena, Andrade's manager, I guess his work spouse. Oh, kind of. Uh, He's, he's 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 not trading up there with the work spouse. Or he's he's kind of trading down with the real spouse, in other words, what I'm trying to say. That's subjective. Okay. Um, well, yeah. of course, of course it is. Of course it is. Think how weird it is. Just think how weird it is for Selena Vega when she's managing Andrade in a match with Aleister Black, her husband. <laughs> like yeah, oh yeah, see that that must be something else too. Yeah, I think I think Alistair Black def- definitely has the better. Uh, I think uh, they're. I think they're just professionals and know what to do. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. I'm just this. This is just Snowy's smart ass way of saying like Selena's <laughs> a hell of a lot hotter than Charlotte is. 
I don't know, man. I'm 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 a I'm a big fan of Charlotte. Well, if you zoom in on Charlotte too close, it's Rick. So oh yeah, and it's the same thing with Tessa Blanchard. <laughs> God, does she look like her dad sometimes? <laughs> it's like, oh my God. <laughs> but that's okay. That's okay. Like, there's no two better female wrestlers, you know, or just wrestlers in general. Let's 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 drop uh, the female. Okay, then, I think then, I think then, then Charlotte and Tessa okay. are amazing. Sorry. Yeah. Maybe. I was going to say Charlotte Flair is the most talented wrestler in WWE, if you ask me. I think she's fantastic. She's she definitely up there. Fans. Doesn't matter who she's with. She's, she's definitely up there, yeah. Mm-hmm. All righty. So we touched on our individual uh, little little topics there. Now we've got a little segment we're going to start here. And uh, I don't know, maybe we'll throw some music in at some point. Something, something fun, something, something circusy. I'm feeling right now. And this is called Snowy's Corner. Take it away, Snowy. Well, kind of um, the meat and potatoes of this particular episode, and that's kind of what we're going to see, like with every episode of Wrestling Night in Canada, where we're going to be basically kind of having a a discussion. You know, or, you know, we're going to start working on some interviews. I know there's certainly, I'm pretty sure we all have, you know, some people, you know, I'm I'm sure AEW and the WWF are kind of, there's so much red tape and so many hoops you got to jump through to, you know, for a radio show like ours to talk to those, you know, to the WWF or, or AEW. There's so much to go on with that. You know, but there is a number, a number of Ring of Honor, Impact, um, MLW, you name it. There's a number of wrestlers I'm sure we all would love to get on the show. So we're just kind of putting it out there that hopefully, fingers crossed, we're going to start getting into some interviews. But every episode, you know, we want to continue this tradition of having, you know, this discussion period and being... Okay, as we've said, you know, the kind the the concept of this particular show is the fact that we're all four fans of the heavy music scene and all that. And um, I just kind of noticed over the years of being fans of both of both heavy music and pro wrestling that a lot of the there's a lot of the same expressions a lot of the same terminologies just word usage in general okay can be used for both or i should say the terminologies of pro wrestling could be used quite nicely within the world of heavy music you know like stuff like okay where there's already examples of it the legendary canadian heavy metalers pile driver like, tell me that's not a wicked band name. Yeah, it's an awesome band name. For sure. <laughs> like, that's fantastic. And and Mr. Driver himself, you know, he's this big guy, and he's got the he's he's got the 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 black hood and the spikes and the leather and and all that. And it's like this guy looks like a wrestler, you know, at least from the eighties, you know, when when Pile Driver with their Metal Inquisition record you know, was really hot shit in the, in the Canadian metal un- underground at the time. He would make a great wrestler. We all remember of, that one, right? Uh, right, Matt and uh, Dustin? We remember that, right? 
Well, it <laughs> might. It, okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Pile, pile driver might. Those albums might be a bit before your time. Pile driver <laughs> is still a thing, though. Like he's still yeah. around. He's still doing it. And as Canadian metal fans, you guys had to have heard the Metal Inquisition record at some point oh, over I'm the sure. years. You know, <laughs> and and if, if if not, here is here's your homework, guys. Go listen to Pile Driver's Metal Inquisition. It's absolutely fantastic. All a right. little closer to home, a little closer to home. Okay, is the Winnipeg hardcore band Figure Four? Do you guys yeah. know of them? Do you guys remember them? That's a little a little newer. They were you know they were actually a pretty big hardcore band at least in Canada in the nineties. So that might be a little, might be a little closer for you guys. I've heard of them. I think I've heard a CD a friend of mine had one, or an album. Right. <laughs> and what an awesome name, Figure Four is for a hardcore band. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody saying that with a Boston accent. <laughs> Bro. That's right. Figure Four. That's right. Figure Four. That's right. <laughs> That's it. That's right. And I'm sure, I'm sure, you know, Boston has a huge hardcore scene. I'm well, sure someone has used those. <laughs> yeah, and they got a wicked wrestling scene as well. Yeah. So wicked uh, bad wrestling scene. <laughs> that's it. That's right. So all of this kind of got me thinking, hey guys, let's kind of put on our thinking caps. Think of some of these wicked expressions. What would make a good band name? You know, like there's, you know, there's so many. And one of the very, speaking of hardcore, okay, one of the very first things that kind of popped out at me, okay, for a wicked hardcore name, Gorilla Position. <laughs> that, that, not only, not only does that work as a hardcore name, it probably works for just a regular indie rock name, perhaps. You know that, and of course, as wrestling fans, we all know what the gorilla position is. That's where Gorilla yep. Monsoon, you know, was right, right there at the, behind the curtains at the entrance and all that. He was the first guy. You know, no doubt you heard an earful when you came back from the ring and you fucked up and all that. I'm sure Gorilla was right there to yeah. tell you one way or another. And just over the years, that spot has been known as the gorilla position, and it's like. Yeah, uh, it's where Brock Lesnar threw the universal title at Vince McMahon uh, a couple of years ago after WrestleMania. Yeah. What a great <laughs> fucking clip that is. <laughs> right? <laughs> asshole. <laughs> asshole. That was after he beat Roman, right? Yeah, uh, WrestleMania 34. Sidebar, tell me three more people that can say, hey, asshole, to Brock Lesnar and tell a tale. <laughs> uh, oh, wow. Well. Dana White, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyone else would die. And I guess his wife. Frank Frank Lath, yes. Maybe get out of him. Yeah, I guess some of the other <laughs> MMA fighters that would take around. You know what? You know what? You know who? You know who could say that? Haku or Ming. Oh yeah. I, I would not Ming bet against him. <laughs> Ming probably, yeah. In all honesty, like there is not a human being in this world that I would bet against Haku. Legit. No, he's, and he's in the Bullet Club now, so you know he's legit. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I've heard a lot of stories about Haku. 
I gotta say, I would go with uh, Lesnar. Yeah, yeah, just because the MMA stuff. Like Haku, sure he could probably punch your head off, but is he going to be able to punch Lesnar? Because Lesnar's quick as hell. He's huge, quick as hell. All the well, strength. Well, all he has to do is grab him and drop him on his head, because Brock always lands on his fucking head. So <laughs> that's why he's got quite <laughs> so flat. <laughs> just, just take out Lesnar at the legs. Okay, so so I, I I've got one here. I've got one here. And it's not exactly, it's not exactly like a band thing at all. I'm thinking, uh, corkscrew powerbomb might be a really good name for my wine. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. There we go. go. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. I like that. The two biggest ones that I had, uh, first of all, uh, a thrash metal band called V trigger, I think would be appropriate oh there we go yeah and because like there's a buzzword these days well you think about how intense thrash metal is like with all their you know the the digger riffs genre named after a sound that thrash can too okay anyway so yeah V Trigger as a thrash metal band, I think would work really well because, like, also, well, when Kenny Omega does the V Trigger, he just times that knee slap so perfectly it makes you go ooh every single time. Yeah. <laughs> has For that sure. intensity to be associated with thrash metal? Definitely, definitely. Yeah. And, o- and Omega's a legit metalhead as well. Is he? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, oh, for sure, for sure, for sure. Speaking of Mr. Omega. The one winged angel. Okay. That's a Final Fantasy reference, isn't it? That I don't know exactly where he gets that from. Okay. Okay. But, right, Bones. I didn't put but, that together, but yeah. Uh, it's a Final Fantasy VII reference. Oh, okay. Cool. Cool. So yeah, that can be uh, so that can be a symphonic power metal band. Exactly, dude. I was just about to say. Tell me, like, one winged angel is not like a Nightwish type band. Yeah, well, uh, the, guy who like performs, the guy who performs his current uh, AEW theme song, that song's called One Winged Angel, and that's like power metal. Oh, let's see. There we go. Or I think it's called Battle Cry, but he says something about a one-winged angel during the chorus of that song. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah. on, right on. Well, we definitely nailed that one. Well, speaking of power metal, I also, the other one that I had on in my queue was... Uh, Having a power metal band called Kayfabe. <laughs> yeah. How about, how about a glam metal band called Rock Bottom? Huh, that would work too. Yeah. I would actually be surprised if that hasn't already been used at some point. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, in some way, shape, or form, but definitely, definitely, I could definitely see some an 80s, you know, band. Rock bottom for sure. That that's fantastic. Speaking of eighties bands, what about Blue Thunderbomb? It's an eighties glam metal band. Which one? Blue Thunderbomb. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sammy Zayn's move. Yeah, oh, okay. Always does that. Never finishes matches. <laughs> yeah, which is just like Falcon Arrow for Seth Rollins' move. 
it's great. That, that works really well for an 80s band for sure for sure because like the 80s were good for colors and 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 stuff like that so yeah right on i, see, I didn't even know that that was a thing hmm. right what on, about right on. Uh, uh, a fantasy metal band called walls of jericho well the, uh, there is a band called walls of jericho yeah 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 well that's exactly it's jericho's love of met love of metal i think i'm pretty sure that's where he got the name walls of jericho was from yeah that's where he got jericho from yeah yeah that's cool i like that yeah yeah for sure for sure and of course that's one of the reasons why you know like chris jericho for not only this show but radioactive metal as well like that's a bucket list interview because there's just so much, not just music to talk about, but there's just so much wrestling and all that. It's just like, I, and we're, we we're, we come from the same music scene in Winnipeg and all that. So I think definitely a conversation between him and I uh, is definitely a long time coming. Just, just certain wrestlers names. Okay. And just, not necessarily well i guess these are gimmick names but for many many years i always thought the name mad dog vashon do, do you guys remember who mad know who mad dog vashon is that's uh yeah. luna's old man yeah yeah his her father was one of the vashons i guess i guess her <laughs> uncle was mad dog vashon who you know in the old awa territory he was the short little God, he he was the original Taz that couldn't really do very many wrestling moon, wrestling maneuvers, but he was a great character. He was that little, I'm going to tear your face off with the bad French accent and all that. <laughs> so instead of suplexes, he was more like Taz in the sense of spitting around and making noises. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Instead, instead of suplexes, <laughs> yeah, he would he would just pound your head into the cage or so. I, so he was the Tasmaniac before Taz. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Man, he man. was he was the he he was the original seventies eighties equivalent of Taz. And I always thought Mad Dog was Sean, just the name. Well, this would make a great hardcore band name. Yeah, and I kind of went one further and thought. You know, as cool as Mad Dog Vashon is, I think Killer Kowalski would make a wicked name as well for a band. Killer Kowalski was a huge name in the 70s and all that. Probably yeah. most noted for training uh, Triple H. And Shawn Michaels. I'm uh, pretty sure he trained uh, Shawn Michaels, didn't he? I thought Jose Lothario trained. Or maybe I'm, yeah, maybe I'm mixing up my facts yeah. there. Yeah, I well, think- I thought Shawn Michaels was trained by Christ himself. <laughs> oh, right. well, well, that's that's <laughs> what he'll tell you. <laughs> he'll tell you, yeah, yeah. So I, I always thought, like for for decades now, like Killer Kowalski, make a wicked band name. Okay, well, to that point, Snowy, how do you guys feel about like a hardcore band named uh, Bam Bam Bigelow? That works. That works. I think that yeah. I, 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 either either Bigelow or Gordy works. I think because or, you have Bam Bam in there. You know how those people have uh, uh, those uh, one man grindcore projects, right? One man gang. Oh yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it works. What, it works. What about uh, Triple H's old WCW gimmick, uh, Terra Rising? <laughs> <laughs> okay, there's yeah, there's kind of uh, what, what what would Terra Rising be like? What's what what's what genre would that be though? Because that kind of works. Maybe like a power thrash thing. Yeah. yeah. They would sing a lot of songs about Excalibur. Fuck it. <laughs> I think so. I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, Office women riding dragons holding swords. Yep. There we go. Yeah. Uh, I just wrote Pierce. their whole catalog. <laughs> there we are. Pier 6. The Pier 6 Brawl. I think Jim Ross used that a lot. And all that. And I always thought... Pier six. Okay. Not only would that make a good band name, it would make a wicked record label name. Pier six records. Like, oh, can you not see that in <laughs> Maximum Rock and Roll? Like if that's you're from <laughs> Halifax or something, maybe. <laughs> Sorry. If you're from Halifax, I could see it, but like a Winnipeg label called Pier Six is a strange one. Well, it's it's an expression. Peer, a, a peer six brawl. I think it's universal, and it did. I that would def, that would definitely work anywhere, or at least, or 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 the peer six festival. You know, just in terms of you know really mixing it up. I always thought, I always thought, you know, peer six, wicked band name. Jim Ross also has. I I imagine he still uses it. Slaughter slobber knocker <laughs> yeah i have that written down too hell yeah that that is <laughs> that that is a band name that is a hardcore band name or the, and that that is a festival name you know and uh well there there's a band named after another uh jim ross quote uh barn burner isn't there a band called barn burner there yeah. is yeah, yeah 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 but i i don't know if ross can claim that because i was i've heard that expression long before i knew what a jim ross was because when <laughs> what watching hockey night ross? <laughs> with that that happened barn burner no i didn't realize that there was a time before jim ross oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> well before before i knew what a jim ross was okay when i was a kid growing up watching hockey night in canada Barn burner, barn burner was always an expression for a, you know, a really, a really six-five game with lots of action and a few fights and wicked goaltending and all that. Like the game was a barn burner, and to this day, like if I'm watching like a a kick-ass TV show that with had lot lots of action and all that, and when we're done watching, I look at Mrs. Snowy and say, "Wow." Oh, that was a barn burner for sure, you know, and she knows what that expression is. So, yeah, barn burner, wicked band name for sure. I guess that's why it's being used. True story. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Ne- Neckbreaker. Neckbreaker. That's got to be a song at least. Uh, at least, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, Neckbreaker's first album. That song. <laughs> <laughs> I think that also works for a uh, a record label as well, Neckbreaker Records. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I really I really think that works as well. Make it make genres for it, call it swinging neckbreakers, then you could do like swing music and metal. 
<laughs> or a, a, a swing band that dedic- that's dedicated to pro wrestling lyrics or something like that. Hey, Definitely. We can figure that out, I think. What would they be called? Irish Whip? There we go. Yeah. <laughs> See? This, is, this, this works really well. Shillelagh. You know, with uh, with uh, uh, Bit Finley's move there. Hit him with the Shillelagh. Shillelagh Jim right there. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Here on the Shining Wizards Network, the podcast that Radioactive Metal replaced was a show called the Neckbreaker Podcast, which was a combination metal and pro wrestling, where they interviewed both wrestlers and metal bands. They crossed it over as much as possible. I'm still in contact with these guys. Got to have one of them on the show one day because these guys know both so well. So shout out, shout out, guys from the Neckbreaker Podcast. Uncle Snowy's still around. Get a hold of me. I'm almost done here with my list but there is there was just kind of another one that i'm sure i'm sure that it's already been used in some way shape or form when in some indie bands or some obscure punk bands that never really that never really took off but just in the singular form of undertaker like that 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 has to be taken oh i'm sure i'm sure i'm sure there's like Excuse me, there's like The Undertakers or something. I definitely think uh, w- with today's modern metal sound, these these Death Doom bands, like the labels like Profound Lore are picking up all the time and all that, I think Undertaker and that that type of style, I think would, were, would work well and fit in nicely with a label like that. Or Southern Lord Records even. Yeah, I have I to. It would definitely yeah. be interesting. Let's. <laughs> um, so, looking back on my list here of what we've done tonight, I feel that we've been uh, a little thin on the uh, AEW realm of things. Hey guys, I have a few names too. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, dude, let's, let's do it. <laughs> Jump on it, buddy. Um, a hardcore, I guess, a crossover band, uh, Diving Headbutt. Ooh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's definitely a song title because yeah. if you want to, um, like, if you want to make one of those, uh, I'm slamming it down in the pit, and we try not to encourage, you know, real violence in the mosh pit and all that. But for this, for art's sake, if you want to do like a song like that. I think diving headbutt definitely <laughs> kind of kind of makes for a good song title. And like a like a I guess a death doom idea like you were talking about uh Undertaker's old stable Ministry of Darkness. Ooh. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I can kind of see uh, to kind that of like to that point I'll go with Gangrel. The Brood, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. I I, I think of Ministry of Darkness. I see like a an early '90s atmospheric black metal, like maybe an early early Paradise Lost influence type. You know, just just going by that name, 
you know, and Gangrel, I think, actually works with a variety of, of, you know, of subgenres. Sure. You know, maybe, you know, the, a, a vampiric metal band. Because every <laughs> band has, has to have their, their own exclusive subgenre. And it's like, okay, dude, calm down. relax buddy you know and then i guess just for like a normal this is gonna sound weird saying normal heavy metal band but i don't know whatever uh a heavy metal band just called like vertical suplex or something like (laughs) is that all yeah Yeah. did you have another one there too uh, a grindcore band called Curbstone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> is it just me or does this Curbstone just fucking suck as a finisher? Uh, it's cool. <clears throat> it's it's good that he hasn't actually heard anybody doing it. It's it's good as like to a setup for like a real finisher. Like that's the rock bottom to the people's elbow sort of thing. Oh, that's yeah. a bad example. That's the kick to the gut before the stunner. You know what I mean? <laughs> but like, I don't know. I don't like it as a finisher. I'm just, I'm just concerned because um, there's not much to way to defend yourself and still make it look real. I'm kind of like, I don't like the buckle bomb, which that in itself is a good band name. Now that I think about it, <laughs> when I think of the curb stomp, I also think. Oh, guys, knock it off with the buckle bombs as well. Like, because there's no way you can defend yourself with that. Yeah, and it, it does nothing but hurt people. Nyla Rose the other day did that too. Um, no, shoot. no, it wasn't Nyla Rose. It was Nia Jax. Nia, Nia Jax. Jax yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Nia when she fucking injured her. Like, God. to Kyrie Sane. Yeah. Yeah. Kyrie Sane, that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, no, Nia's just gonna, she came back from like double ACL surgery. Good for her, blah blah blah. But she's just gonna keep hurting people now. Yeah, and the and the buckle bomb that's how Sting that's how his career ended, isn't it? Because yep. basically, basically, and they, like yeah. it's no surprise that um, it's the same move that and nothing against Seth Seth Rollins. These are you know, it's it's a it's an unfortunate situation. But he does both those moves that just make me go, like, come on. I don't, like, I'm not afraid of the stomp. Like, I don't think it's going to hurt anyone. Because if he doesn't put his foot a head's distance down, they'll be fine. <clears throat> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He's going to pull his knee up long before there's an issue. But, like, yeah. I hope so. The buckle bomb is proven to hurt people. It does. It does. That bugs me. And any 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 sort of slam or suplex on the the edge of the ring apron, yeah. it just it makes me cringe. I'm, like guys, there, there's the hardcore band Ring Apron. <laughs> there we are. There we are. Yeah. That's a good one. All right, guys. Do we have any more uh, names we can just quickly rattle off here? Yeah, I think I'm kind of done with mine. Like I said, Hard- hardcore. I uh, grindcore band Scorpion Deathblood. <laughs> there we are, for sure, for sure. Or at least a Scorpion tribute <laughs> band. Yeah. <laughs> um, Matt, uh, did you have another one there? No, I'm good. You're good. Yeah. All I'm right. Good. <laughs> okay, then. 
Let's uh, so as I said before, we've uh, kind of, we haven't talked much at all about AEW. So let's jump on in with what I think is kind of the biggest thing they have going right now, which is uh, Cody and Lance Archer for the uh, um, the nude belt there that I'm drawing a blank on the uh, TNT Championship TNT title. Yes, TNT title. Basically, a television uh, title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But- is awesome. I I kind of like how they're throwing it back to that WCW uh, belt, the, the TV title there. Well, oh, I love the idea of the TV title. Like that is a big tradition, you know, amongst wrestling. Every wrestling federation. I don't think the WWF has ever had a TV title, but the NWA did, and then eventually WCW did. Pretty much any wrestling territory that had tv had a tv champion because the idea is don't have your champion on tv every week because he's the draw for the house show so thus the television title was created now you have lots of tv so it's a really good idea for aew to have a TV champion, and it should be focused with the After Dark program. That's where the TV title should be defended the most. What's going on me, okay, is the fact that it's called the TN- TNT title. That is just kissing your boss's ass. Like just, I, it, I don't, I don't, I don't like it at all. It's like WWE having a Vince McMahon title. <laughs> it, it's basically it. It's, 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 Why can I see it before he finally loses? Well, one he's day. already lost his mind. But he'd be like, oh, it needs to be called the Vince McMahon champion. That's right. Or, 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 Vince, or Vince McMahon. Oh, sorry. Um, or what I what I can see Vince doing is like, you know, you had the, the Crockett Cup tournament over the years. Okay. I could see. Vinnie Mac before he passes away having the Vince McMahon not memorial tournament because he wants to still be around you know to see it but I could see him having like the Vince McMahon tag team title tournament and all that I, I, I could like, see there will definitely be like, he'll do something like that for yeah. sure well, no, right, Vin- when- Vince McMahon hates tag team wrestling and he hates tournaments so that'd be so ironic okay. But when he passes away, when he passes away, the McMahon Memorial Tournament in his grave. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> All right. Um, so who do you guys uh, who do you like in that match? Uh, I have a feeling if Cody wins, he's just going to be fucking shat on because he's like an EVP and people will be like, oh, well, you gave yourself that championship. Mm-hmm. But. Mm-hmm. I mean, to that point, though, he's missed out on other titles because of that. He hasn't been a champion at all. He he can't compete for the world championship. As long as Jericho is champion. No, no. He said he will never challenge again for the championship. Right, right. But eventually they're going to find a loophole in that some way, shape or form. He's going to piss off whoever the champion is at that moment. And they'll say, I talked to my attorney and we are having this stipulation wave because I want you in the ring, Cody, and all that. Like, like when well, I'm at work, or, I have nothing but wrestling to think about when I'm at work. 
Well, the, so. the situation was that <laughs> or, or what can happen is somewhere down the line, whoever's going to be champion at that time is going to be like unbeatable and beating everyone on the roster. And then Cody goes, fuck it. We need this thing revoked now. I need to prove that I can beat him. Well, you also got to think, though, that the, the stipulation was that Cody couldn't challenge for the championship. It doesn't. Of course. It never of, said, of course. It never said but, that the champion couldn't challenge him. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Every, no, no stipulation in wrestling is forever. Oh, no. 800 wrestlers have retired 800 times. Okay. And there's been loser, loser must retire matches, and they, they're back six months later. Or whatever, like it's just there. There's ways. There's there's creative ways around it. Like Cody is not, he's not throwing in the towel on world title opportunities. Like he will win the AEW title at some point. As for you know, as for this TV title, uh, I think back to TV here. (laughs) Yeah, I think TNT. These guys are the wrong, like, okay, Archer, okay, he's new, he's this, this new, you know, they're, they're building him up as this big beast, he's destroying everyone, does he need to contend right now? I, I think it's a little earlier, give it another year before he starts contending, and once again, like we said, with Cody, like, he, he doesn't need the title right now, and... He's, he's, there's going to be a lot of criticism in the event that he wins it. It's just these are the wrong two people in the finals. Um, I think it should have been. Uh, it should have come down oh, to like which, Sammy Guevara and uh, oh, shit. whoever. I don't care who else, but I think oh. Sammy should have won that belt. There should, yeah, it should have been either Sammy Guevara or MJF. MJF. Those, yeah, yeah, those are definitely two. I think Guevara would have been perfect. Yeah, I don't know about MGF right now. Um, all right, uh, Dustin, how do you feel? Oh. What? How do you, how do you feel? Who do you like in uh, the Cody Lance Archer and why? Uh, I would give it to Lance Archer just to have like another heel champion. I'd say. Wait, isn't Nyla Rose the women's champion right now? Yeah, but she hasn't been on TV in forever. So true. So like, yeah. give the give the belt to Lance, and he'll be like a heel unstoppable champion for a while. Um, there's actually talk of a heel on heel feud with Lance Archer and oh god, who was it? I don't remember who it was now. Damn okay, it. well that forgot that's that's just going to naturally turn archer face because no there's they're saying there is never heel on heel things so they're keeping both heel okay yeah but the fans are ultimately going to decide who's heel and who's face okay you you put two heels someone is going to cheer for someone and i think with jake roberts his his promos have been amazing this is the guy that can talk you into the building. This is why they brought Jake Roberts in. And they, they probably, you know, health reasons and all that aside, they should have brought Jake Roberts in. Any federation should have had Roberts in. Provided, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to go into details. If 
you know, all the planets align, they should have, because he's a hell of a talker. Any federation should have had him as a manager years ago. Okay, they're utilizing him now, okay? Give the fans a reason to actually cheer Jake Roberts. Archer's going to go over huge if they if he's put against a fellow heel. If they want to keep Archer heel for a while, they better not program him one with another one right now because they're going to kill the heel heat, or at least the fans are going to. Yeah. I don't know. I think they can pull it off. I think they should it's, stick it's, Archer it's, against, like, after he's beaten Cody, I think they should stick, uh, if he beats Cody, which I think he will, they should stick him against, like, the like a huge baby face, like Luchasaurus. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. That yeah. is a good one. That, that is something to build up, not for the next pay-per-view, but the one after that. Let's see a couple months of stare-downs, which they might be building that because didn't, uh, didn't Archer... Yeah, tomorrow as we speak, isn't he supposed to be wrestling stunt? Yeah, yeah, you're right. So they, they, they could, I don't know. Or did, again. Or did it happen last week? No, that was, uh, that was Brody Lee. Oh, oh okay. Brody. Wait, oh, okay. I thought Archer killed Marco already. No, I'm sure he oh, okay. did. Like I will say right now, hang on. <laughs> no, he threw him. He, he, like, um, uh, sorry, Lance Archer threw uh, Marco's stunt like no, super it fun himself, it but happened. I don't know if that was a match, was it? It was, okay. yeah, his debut match. Okay, oh, okay, okay. But no, what, what I was just like down the line, Marco gets number one contender and wins. <laughs> That'd be awesome. That'd be horrible. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Going back great. to what you were saying Marco's about stunt. Rey Mysterio. <laughs> Going back to what you were saying about Ray, Ray Mysterio going on to be WWF champion. Yeah, I guess that's true. Mark, Mark, Marco's stunt two years from now? Little big guy? Okay. Um, I think they could be onto something there. God, why am I not booking? Jesus Christ. <laughs> you certainly have me. <laughs> we're not booking Snowy because we don't have the money to pay them. <laughs> yeah, well, they should be calling me up saying, hey, we need you to straighten this shit out. Hmm. All righty. Um, on to the uh, next list or uh, thing on the docket here. Uh, how do you guys feel about money on the roof? <laughs> it's going to be interesting. Yep. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty excited for it. I think it, they, it's either going to be fantastic or terrible. It's not going to be okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure it's going to it's going to be shot similarly to uh, like cinematic style, like how uh, the Boneyard oh, map was. No, I, oh god, <laughs> please, well, they can't do because it other way. <laughs> okay, you just don't need to do something stupid like the giant falling off of that into the Detroit river, Lake Michigan or whatever. When on the first uncensored 20 years ago, you don't need, you don't need to do shit like that, but you know, that's exactly what they're going to do. Oh, yeah, I, so like, I, I like the idea of, 
them on the roof aesthetically visually that might work because you know we're at the we're at the top of shit what's the name of the building again WWE headquarters headquarters yeah we're we're on the top here and it's just like you you have to climb the ladder just like you have to climb the corporate ladder to get to the top of the you know it it can be worked out that way you know, but starting and, off on the bottom I, floor, it's going to be kind of weird. I like it. it. But I, it works. It works. The, the thing to me is uh, the men's match and the women's match is happening at the same time. Yeah. Well, I think they kind of had to do it that way because if you start, if you had, yeah, well, if you know, if you had one at the beginning of the show and one at the end of the show, the one at the end of the show would be like a less exciting. Yeah. You already know what yeah. to expect. Can there please be a comedy part in that match where they go, someone goes to go up the elevator, and our truth is standing in there, like, "What are you doing?" Here? There will be several of those. I guarantee. Oh, there, there, there'll be something to just to yeah. piss me off. I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah something yeah. to piss off the cornet in Snowy. Is <laughs> <laughs> the oh, oh, and something like this would definitely do it. But like, is it going to be like a a full split screen? You know where no, you see half half of the men, half half of the women, or like. No, it's gonna be cutting like between like groups. I think because it's gonna be shot like a movie. I'm pretty sure. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of split okay. screen. Okay, so who's taking the apparent bump off the roof that they've been teasing? <sighs> <laughs> or maybe maybe King Corbin. Okay, if anyone's fallen off a building, they got to bring King Kong Bundy back. Like, <laughs> might be no, he passed away. But I'm just just making a King oh. Kong joke. Oh, okay, <laughs> why, why is there a monster truck on top of the roof? Is there? <laughs> no, <laughs> because, oh. because, they're gonna, because they're gonna drive it off. Oh. <laughs> oh. Um. So I think we're all kind of excited for it to see what they do with it, eh? It is, yeah, unique if nothing. Yeah. Else. Right, right. Just, just they, have they have have they kind of said who all five contestants are yet? I guess it's there's this six. Sunday as we speak, right? Yeah, there's six for each match. Okay, do we all know who's who? All twelve are. Yeah, there's uh, on the for the men's. There's Daniel Bryan, King Corbin. And Otis from SmackDown. And then okay. from Raw, there's Aleister Black, uh, AJ Styles, and... Ah, oh, crap. I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> Who's the other one? It's Aleister Black, AJ Styles, and... No. It's not Ricochet, another... is it? No. Should be, but it isn't. Who's got the Google, who's, who, who's got the Google in their hands? I do. Okay. Uh, who's in the women's side, Bones? Yeah. Well, uh, women's side is uh, Dana Brooke, Carmella, and Asuka, Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, and one more from SmackDown. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here we oh, go. Got it. I, I got, okay. I got, I got them in front of me. Okay. Okay. The women's money in the bank ladder matches Oscar, Baszler, Nia, Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans, and Carmella. Lacey right. Evans. Lacey Evans. Okay. 
Guys, who's winning the women's? I like Lacey. Yeah, probably. Most likely Lacey. Yeah, I could see Lacey Evans winning it. Um, I'm gonna go with Baszler though. I think I think they 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 should do something with her, and this is probably the opportunity since she didn't have her WrestleMania moment. It's definitely one of those two. Okay, and the men's who's who's give me a reference. Uh, the who men's first. Yeah, who is for it? All the for uh, uh, Okay, for the men's, it's the American Dragon, Brian Danielson. Uh, <laughs> Nobody Rey knows Mysterio. who that is. <laughs> I do, damn it. Brian. <laughs> Rey Mysterio. Oh, Rey Mysterio. Alistair was... Black, Corbin, Otis, and AJ. Um, I like AJ Styles for that one. I'm going with Alistair Black. I'm hoping Alistair Black, too. I yeah, hope that, Alistair Black, but I'm go. thinking AJ. I'm, I'm, I'm worried... I know a lot of people are going to shit on me for this because everyone loves Rey Mysterio, but I don't. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I'm, thinking, I'm thinking they're going to be giving Rey Mysterio the money in the bank, even though he doesn't need it because he's already been world champion. But that's besides the point. <laughs> but he's never won money in the bank. Yeah, but it's like, I, I don't think money in the bank, I don't think former world champions should ever win money in the bank. No, no, they should be there yeah. to put put the younger guys over. Mm-hmm. It, it's great having Mysterio in the match because he's 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 small, he's agile still. I imagine, like I haven't seen a whole lot of him, but he would be good for running up and down ladders and all that. He would he's get him there to put the other guys over. You know who's better in every aspect that you just named is Ricochet. Yeah, Ricochet yeah, would be yeah. better in that match all around, except for a seed filler. That's and all Mysterio is. <laughs> and they're probably never going to put the world title on him. No. But he's Which definitely he's definitely ladder match. No, Vince is done with him because Vince doesn't like little guys. Unless Vince dies soon, because I think Trip likes him. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be a whole other ball game when Vince McMahon finally leave leaves us and all that. Get that going through your little heads, guys. What's the WWF going to look like when Vince McMahon leaves? It's gonna be Better. like the Saw, it's gonna be like the Saw movies. Even after Jigsaw died, he's still gonna be there somehow. Well, I definitely think that is a uh, topic of discussion, future episode for sure. Yeah. All right, guys. Here's my pop quiz. The question you don't know, off the top of your head, and I mean, and and, and I'm gonna say the question. Who is the biggest mark in WWE history? And I mean a WWE character that buys into the story harder than anyone else. Who is the biggest mark in WWE history? For himself? Or just... I'm going to go with... I'm going with Triple H. Wow, All right. Why is that? He did his characters perfectly and he was always like... on it, I guess. I don't know how to put it. I can dig it. I like it. Um, Snowy, who do you like? Well, for the biggest mark for themselves, just would have to be a, a, just in general, like a mark for the business and all that. Probably Hulk Hogan definitely comes to mind. Shawn Michaels definitely comes to mind, and so does Bret Hart. Just in right. just in terms of yeah, just not not only of themselves, but just a mark for the business. I cool. can dig it. 
All right, Matt, well, who do you like? Vince McMahon. Yes, that was mine. Mine was specifically complimentary <laughs> Vince McMahon. One, two, yeah. he got him. No, no, no. No, he didn't. <laughs> Every fucking time. One, two, hey, he got him. No, no, no. Oh, what a maneuver. <laughs> Whatever that one was called. <laughs> nice vertical suplex. Sir, that was a pile driver. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Shut up. <there. laughs> But uh, no, but we, really the biggest mark is Mark Henry. Let's be honest. <laughs> oh, nice! That's so bad, it's good. Nice. All right. And with that, we're gonna lose a lot of listeners because I think that's the last little bit we're gonna say here, guys. <laughs> we're gonna end it up with a dad joke. Okay. We're gonna end yeah. it with your horrible dad joke that if if we. We need to get an email set up at some point, and uh, we're going to get a lot of angry emails with that one. And uh, I don't know. You might be fired next week. Who knows? I'm getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the comments or whatever, the emails will be like fucking boomers and their dad jokes. <laughs> yeah. ah. Ah. I, I'm feeling attacked. <laughs> and, and, and I'm not even a boomer. Jeez. All right, guys. You guys ready to uh, set sail on this episode and let her drift? I think so, yeah. Before we get on out of here, I do want to, um, well, do this every week as well. I want to say hello, thank you, and horns up to the good folks at the Shining Wizards Network. www.shiningwizardsnetwork.com. That's where probably you are listening to Wrestling Night in Canada. And while you're there, make sure to check out Radioactive Metal, your cool Uncle Snowy's sister podcast. Hopefully, you know, you're doing double time and enjoying both. And the Shining Wizards Network just has so many great, you know, pro wrestling podcasts as well as, as pop culture and comedy and just basically your one-stop shopping for all of your podcast needs www.shiningwizardsnetwork.com right on right on all right thanks to everybody involved with shining wizards thank you to my my three co-hosts here this is mike signing off and we're from winnipeg you idiots